Hello and welcome back to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. We have been on a little bit of a hiatus over the last couple of weeks while we've been traveling around a bit. I feel like the month of October really didn't happen. Yeah, the leaves kind of went from on the trees in green and to on the lawn in the backyard and brown, like overnight to me. I didn't see them change colors ever. No. Yeah. To your point, they just died and wound up on the floor of our lawn. That's not really a thing. The yard, the backyard. They ended up in the backyard in particular. Yeah. So that's what happened there. And then we went on vacation for a little bit and traveling for work. So life's been a little hectic and we are super excited to get back and chatting with our folks out there out in couple land for the podcast today. A few announcements before we get into today's show. So first and foremost, if you're not aware, we have a Facebook group called the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast VIP After Party. This is a place where we keep the conversation going after each show. So it gives our listeners a chance to be heard, share their experiences and stories. Now, since we've launched the podcast, the Facebook group has only been made available to our Patreon supporters. But... Hey, it's the holidays. Open it up. Let's open it up to folks. So in the spirit of holidays and Thanksgiving, we are opening up the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast VIP After Party Facebook group for free to anyone who wants to join between now and end of the year. Nothing good lasts for free for very long. That's true. So get on it. See what it's all about. Exactly. So a couple benefits that you'll get from joining now. First and foremost, you are going to get a free three-day meal plan ebook and a meal plan trial subscription when you provide your email address upon joining the group. And then within the group itself, I on occasion do Facebook Live Ask a Dietitian segments, which is your opportunity to get to as the name alludes to, ask a dietitian questions on that Facebook Live. So right now, the next one will be taking place on December 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure that you are part of the group before then to be part of the conversation with me. And most excitingly, you get to talk to us within the group. We'll be there. Which is exciting. So hopefully we'll see a few more friendly faces over in our Nutrition Nuptials Podcast VIP After Party Facebook group. Secondly, winter is coming. Boo. And that makes a lot of us as couples want to stay in. And sometimes we tend to fall into a little bit of a rut when we do that. Yeah, it's easy to do, especially in the Northeast where things get really cold and like you really don't want to go outside. No, it's terrible. And then, you know, there's only so much binge watching you can do. Yeah. And, you know, you travel a lot. You watch a lot of movies. So then that, like, knocks out sitting and watching movies together because you're like, I saw that on the plane. I saw that on the plane. I saw that on the plane. <laughs> I try to focus on movies I think you would have no intention of watching. But it kind of get you do get to a point where, you know, you have to start branching into the other movies that maybe you would like to watch. So Yeah. So speaking of branching out, if you are looking to keep things a little bit of interesting, I highly recommend that you check out Datebox. So Datebox is a monthly box subscription service, and it provides you everything that you need to have a really fun and unique date night in. Datebox really sends you everything that you need for your at-home date. So it gives you recipes, conversation starters, Spotify playlists that go along with your theme and activities. So each month has a different theme. We actually did get a free sample from Datebox, and it we're going to be, be checking it out. This is actually a magic-themed date night. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> not like cheesy. It's kind of fun. So they sent us, there's a mocktail recipe. We can, can I, turn it into okay. a cocktail recipe. Yes, we can turn it into a co- I looked at okay. it. It's super translatable into a cocktail. All right. They also sent us a recipe for caramel and chocolate popcorn and the ingredients to go along to actually make it. All right. So this looks like a movie night. No. And then instructions for magic tricks <laughs> and props and equipment to go along with it. Uh-huh. So I'm going to amaze you with my magic tricks. Or I might amaze you. Oh, the that's a Mandy. twist. The Amazing Mandy. Twist. Yes. So stay tuned for a full review of our Datebox date night coming on the blog. If you want to check out Datebox for yourself, you actually have the opportunity to get 50% off your first month Datebox when you use the code M. Enright50 at getdatebox.com. So it looks will, like Menright50. It does look like Menright50. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that when you go over to the show notes and get the link there. But yeah, so when you enter that code, get 50% off. And if Menright50 helps you remember, <laughs> then so be it. So if you are looking for a gift idea, you might want to surprise your sweetie with a new gift, new date every month. All right. And as I Holidays, said, Holidays, you know, they're coming. Giving. They're coming, and everyone, you know, you need some gifts, ideas, check out getdatebox.com. So there will be links to the Facebook VIP group, as well as the Datebox link and Datebox discount code over on the show notes at nutritionnaturals.com slash podcast. And now that you know how to keep the party going, let's get on with today's show. The Nutrition Nuptials Podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. Welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast, where we help couples go from a me to a we. I'm your host, Mandy Enright, who is a registered dietitian who just quite frankly hates diets. And I am here joined today and every week by my co-host, international cool dude, (laughs) Taco. What's up, everybody? Now we have to explain. (laughs) Maybe that's something for the Patreon subscribers is like why I'm an internationally recognized cool dude now. We could. We could also just, you know, so real briefly, Taco and I, the reason that you haven't heard an episode in a few weeks is first, you know, both of us were traveling for work, but we also wound up taking a little vacation overseas. So we did a little trip to London, France. I saw Taco's underpants, and then we went to Switzerland. (laughs) You've been sitting on that one for a while, haven't you? You were waiting. That one, you didn't say Paris and Champagne. You said France, and you did that on purpose. I did. I did. Okay. We also went to, there's nothing that rhymes well with champagne. <laughs> That's one of those words. Like, what's that game? Orange. You, yeah, orange and purple and elephant. That's like a round of, um, in King's Cup, when yes. it's like, you got to bust a rhyme. Yeah. And like, someone tries to start It's usually that. me. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad okay. I didn't say orange? Yeah, so we got to take a little vacation and travel around. It actually stemmed from... Many of you who are listeners of our podcast are aware I am married to a football fanatic, as we talked about back on episode five of the podcast with our football survival guide. And even though the arrangement is for the Taco and Mandy football road trip, we are technically supposed to be going to a neutral team. Taco's team, the Eagles, were playing in London, and we had a couple of friends who were already planning to go. And quite frankly, anytime you have the opportunity to take a vacation with friends is... You got to take advantage of it. it. You got to go for it. Yeah, that and frankly... The Eagles fans' friends that we have are way more fun than the Giants fans' friends. So, like, you know, we go on trips like that. (laughs) That's what I have to say to that. 
That is why I have to say that. So, yeah, so we figured, you know, we're already out there. Why don't we move around? Yeah, so we did the train from London to Paris and basically kept training around Europe from there. Yeah, and eventually wound up in Switzerland, met a group. They decided to coin you the international cool dude, and we'll just leave you with a cliffhanger there. And you can head on over to Patreon to find out the rest of why Taco is an international it was nice cool of the, dude. It was nice of them to recognize it. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Along with that, and for Patreon subscribers, we are actually going to be doing a special travel episode all about our adventures in London. Paris, Champagne, and the Swiss Alps. So for those of you who are looking to do a little traveling or trying to find like a really cool gift to give somebody for the holidays. Listen, you want to be a Patreon supporter because that podcast episode alone would be worth the price of admission. Hands down. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of great information in that. Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're also going to have a Dubai episode coming out as well. Because, you know, hey, we like to travel and we want to share it and we want to make sure other people have equally fun experiences because we love to taco and Mandy around other (laughs) places and countries. And we do the hard work of finding the cool spots. And And you benefit. We want you to benefit. I think Dubai is a single location that we got that I get asked the most about, actually. Yeah. So we'll get that episode up as a special thank you to our Patreon supporters. Those two episodes, I should say. All right. Well, We came home from vacation, there were a shit ton of leaves on the ground, and dear God, the holidays are here. Yeah, it's like things as early as Thanksgiving can possibly get. Yeah. And I'm not ready. I am so not ready for this. So we're going to do it anyway. Well, we have to. Yeah. We got no say in that. So as a couple, you know, holidays bring out a lot of different feelings, emotions, stuff can kind of come up around the holidays. It's stressful for a lot of people. It's incredibly stressful, and it, which is so odd because the whole point of the holidays is supposed to be fun and joyful, and, like, people dread it. Not me, but, like, you know, I can see how for some people it's maybe not the best time of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's some love-hate with the holidays for various reasons, and uh, as most of you know, I do corporate wellness work, and I do a lot of talks, and especially around the holidays, I do a lot of discussions with companies and their employees about stress around the holidays and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything from financial to just running around and the perfection syndrome and, you know, not taking care of ourselves and everything that this kind of all culminates in. And then you get to Christmas Day and you're like, that was it. That's it. (laughs) This is what the big all of this buildup was for. Yeah. So we're here today to kind of help take a little bit of the edge off when it comes to, you know, the holidays and what's going to be coming your way over the next couple of weeks. It's like a nice glass of whiskey. Take the edge off. Take a little bit of the edge off. Taco whiskey. (laughs) Don't get too philosophical or you don't get distracted. Okay. Back on point. Back on point. All right. So let's talk about a couple of things that start to, you know, can come up a little bit over the holidays and First and foremost, you can't talk about the holidays without bringing up family. It's an F word. It's an F word. (laughs) It is an F word. For some people, it's an F word. It's not an F word in general. It's just my funny take on the word. Well, you know, families can be fun. Oh, fun's an F word. Fun is another F Mm -hmm. word. So that can be on the positive side. And, you know, as a couple, families are special in their own ways. Uh, Yeah. If you think your family is normal then you clearly don't know your family that well. Yeah. Every family is just a little bit special in some way. Yeah. And I don't think either of us are any different in any way. So first and foremost, when you are a couple and we have the holidays here, the number one thing I can always think of that comes up is the awkward questions. 
When are you getting married? Oh, my God. So here we are. It's on the brink of engagement season. And this is, again, the opening. So this is where... And it can feel a little stressful for a couple, especially if you're a couple and maybe you're living together or maybe not living together and you've been together for a while and everyone's, like, all antsy and anxious. Like, hey... When, when you are get, you going to do this? When are you going to get married? As anyone who has ever been married, you probably are aware the chain of awkward questions never stops. So first, you appease everyone. You got married. You got engaged. You not get even engaged. that. You got yeah. Yeah, engaged. All right, we're doing this. We're, we're getting married. happy. So everyone's like, okay, when's the wedding? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Where's the honeymoon? So you figure out all those answers to those mm-hmm. awkward questions. And then... We get married. We have a peace, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. good enough. Because you need to keep going. Why? What happens next, Taco? Oh, uh, when are you having kids? When are you having babies? Or why haven't you had kids? Yes, and then you know everyone's. What's wrong with you? Or <laughs> why not? Or is something wrong with you? And then you have one, and it's like, when are you having another? When's the next one? Right, and then like, when does that end? Like, you have three. Is that enough? Like, is that enough for everybody? But then you have the third one. Everyone's like, oh, my God, are you guys going to stop? Yeah. Like, when are you stopping? (laughs) When do you stop having kids? (laughs) So, yeah, the questions are never ending. Yeah. The awkward questions. The awkward questions just don't stop. Now, like, if you ever heard that joke where it's like, then you start going to funerals and you're like, when's your turn? (laughs) So um, awkward questions, one of our most least favorite part of being around family at the holidays. I think as a couple, what's very interesting is when you first get to meet the family. And sometimes that that usually does wind up being around the holidays. I think it's very interesting because it's definitely a little bit of a social study and a little bit of a genealogy, a time machine genealogy. Um, And you really have to see where your significant other came from, Mm -hmm. where their idiosyncrasies came from, their bad habits, good habits, good habits, too. Mm -hmm. Like you're a hell of a cook. I can see how you got that from your mom. My whole family. Yeah, well. Pretty much. That your is... father didn't really contribute to that. No. No, he didn't. But pretty much all of the females on my mom's side. Right. That's where all that came from. Yeah. So I remember the first time I ever went to your apartment, your bachelor pad, and I walked in, and I was like, stacks of mail everywhere. I'm like, why is there so much mail? It was like hoarding levels of mail around. And then you took me to your parents' house, and there was like large stacks of mail everywhere. I'm like, okay. That makes total sense to me now. <laughs> In my defense, there hasn't been stacks of mail, hoarded mail, since we've lived together. No. No, there has not So you been. can break out of the... Uh, yes. I don't know. The gravitational the pull. You can break the mold. You can get out of the gravitational pull of your ancestry. Yeah. So I think it's always interesting when you have that first opportunity and you get to really... And then after that first meeting, then it's, you know, you get the chance to really get to know the family. And like you said, kind of really get to see like where people come from. And you're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense now. (laughs) I see. I think one of the biggest things, and honestly, it can be probably one of the more stressful elements of the holidays, is your time. Mm -hmm. So it's, are you splitting time? Are you combining time? Like, how does this all work? Yeah, it's, you know, you have your family traditions, and usually your significant other has their own family traditions. And it's how do you split up your time and you can't be in two places at once, right? So yeah, no, uh, you can't. at some point you have to make some hard decisions probably. Yeah. And you know, for us, I think before we got, I'd say probably before we went engaged, like we never spent a Thanksgiving together. We always mm-hmm. spent a Thanksgiving with our respective families. Yeah. And I think, yeah, exactly. 
And there were a lot of things that contributed to that. But I think for me personally, it was more like, well, I know you had very strong Christmas traditions. Mm -hmm. My family had Christmas traditions. They were a little like unorthodox. Like we would go to the midnight mass and open presents at midnight. And then like we would sleep in on Christmas day, you know, so like we didn't like get up in the morning and open presents and all that stuff. That actually evolved kind of like as we all got older, I guess. So like we didn't have like the strong like you've got the seven fishes, you know, for Christmas Eve and all the things that you that your family was accustomed to doing. So like Thanksgiving was like, well, OK, this one I can lock in on that and that can be like from my family. I can go back home, which I didn't go home that often. So if it wasn't no. a holiday, I really wasn't going home that much. Yeah. And I think also most Christmas days we also spend apart. When we first were together. Yeah. So I might join your family for Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, we did our separate things before we got engaged, like you said. Right. And then we got engaged. And then I kind of, yeah, I started transitioning into more of your family. So for the listeners, I have, you know, two brothers. And like I said, you know, we didn't, we had our traditions. They weren't established over generations. And each one of the three of us, I would say, married in the families that had very strong holiday traditions that may have evolved over generations. So it's like, being one, I think that typically the men kind of go along with the women's family, you know, a lot of times. And so, like, that's what's happened in my family. Yeah. And even looking back at it, like, my dad definitely, like, evolved into... He became Italian. Family. He became our Italian. He's like, this food is way better than, like, <laughs> German food. This is, you right. know, where I want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that happens in a lot of situations. Yeah. I didn't kidnap Taco into my family or anything. You I was just, a willing participant. You, you, you can't mor- kidnap you the winnowing. No, you, you kind of morphed into it and you fit in really well, which I think is also something that's key when as a couple and you know that the family's judging the significant other because they're like this weirdo could probably be part of our family one day. So, you know, we're going to hold off. And when he's it doesn't work out, then we'll, you know, spill everything yeah. that we want to tell you and be yeah. like, oh, my God, he's like, you know, super weird or like he did this thing. He did this thing. Yeah. Like, I don't even I know. think I avoided the landmines. I think you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I you assimilated made it. well. Yeah. And then uh, if you do eventually, you know, ask the big question and you get engaged and married, then everyone's like, oh, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> you're, you're here. Or at least that's what they tell you. Exactly. So, you know, definitely it's trying to figure out, you know, where you're going to spend the holidays. But the other thing, too, and I always I've alluded to this several times on my blog over the years, is just then what's your compromise for spending the holidays or splitting your time up between them. And I always talk about our very first holiday season together when, you know, as we said that that was really the first time where we were putting, you know, everything together with family. So I remember we did a Thanksgiving with my family, but a week later we did a Thanksgiving with your family. So you mean when you said our first together, you mean when like we were After engaged we got, or married? I, I think we were married. At the, okay. I can't remember if we're engaged right. or married. Not when we first got point. together. No, 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 okay. no, no. no. Okay. But like, I yeah, guess, I remember. Let me I remember that there was a delayed Thanksgiving. Like yeah. it might have been that f- actually Friday. Yeah. Okay, so I remember, I think it was actually oh, after we, we got married, yeah. we went out to dinner the night before Thanksgiving. So okay. we had a dinner with your parents yep. the night before, and that was with your brothers and all yep. their girlfriends or wives at that point. Yep. Then the next day we did a Thanksgiving with my family. Yep. So those were, you know, back-to-back yeah. dinners. You know, for, you know, we went out. I wouldn't say we went overboard but at it, the restaurant. It was, a, it was a nice restaurant, and they were doing the typical, like, they were doing even the night before, like, kind of the Thanksgiving sort of thing. I think we ordered off the menu, like, different things. But, you know, it's a meal out when you typically tend to eat more than you do when you're at home on a standard evening. Right. 
And then the next day is Thanksgiving. And then the next day was, you know, the big Thanksgiving meal. So that was, you know, two days back to back. Yeah. Then I believe that was the year where it was like the year of three Christmases, <laughs> where, again, mm-hmm. as Taco alluded to, I have a big Italian family. We love our Christmas Eve Feast of Seven yep. Fishes. If there is one meal that we can get the entire family together for, and it is not easy, especially as everyone has gotten married mm-hmm. over the years, but that Feast of Seven Fishes brings everyone together. That's so, definitely the big one, yeah. Yeah, so that would say I was probably the biggest celebration in my family. Then we do, obviously, Christmas the next day, and, you know... Both meals are equally large and in charge. Yeah. And well, and then you go from the, like I would say the seven fishes is probably the pinnacle of all of them, but you go from that to having a Christmas meal, which by itself would be like, that would be a pretty big meal, but you do that back to back. And by the end of the Christmas meal, you're like, I can't eat another bite of anything ever for like another week. And then after those two big meals, that was the year we did something that Friday with your family. And right Christmas. And right Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, so we definitely, that was intense. That was like, you know, five big meals over the course of like those four weeks or so. But yeah, the three Christmas dinners was just, that was like (laughs) the pinnacle. And I remember just looking at you that I was like, I don't want to eat. I'm not in the mood. And we're never doing this ever again. Not like that. Yeah. No, that was just That was too much. That was too much. And then just to give you a little background on, again, I come from a very big Italian family. So Feast of Seven Fishes, that's usually... We don't necessarily do seven courses. But it's a lot. I'd say we've There's dropped it down to like maybe five. But some of those courses so. have multiple fish. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like it's, so it's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. Then for our actual Christmas, and I will say, there's a course that has been paired out over the The lasagna years. course. No. Like a meat or a roast or something. So it's like usually like an antipasto, a shrimp cocktail, the Italian round, which is not just like a light dish. This is like usually like a big, heavy baked dish. Usually it's lasagna, manicotte. There was another thing. Oh, uh, stuffed shells. So something that involves regatta cheese. meatballs and, and sausage. Me- yeah, like a lot, which for most people that would be like That would a be meal. the meal. That was like appetizer number three. Then when I was a kid, it was like a whole other like a ham full course. It would be a ham or a loin of pork or I think like chicken or something of some sort, a lot, and then dessert. So we finally got to the point where we could talk my mom out of doing like a whole other course, which I think she actually liked because she's like, wow, this is like a whole lot less work I have to do. (laughs) But she always volunteers to do that. She wants to. Yeah. She wants to, which is great. And she does a fabulous job about it, but it's a lot. So, you know, our story is just one of many of how holidays have evolved over the years. So since that fateful, horrible Three Christmas Christmas year. We kind of pared it down a little bit differently. So I think now it's really, you know, we still do the Christmas Eve, the Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. back to back. Unfortunately, uh, since that time as well, you know, unfortunately, both of Taco's parents had passed away, which... And your father. And my father as well. But as far as, you know, figuring out the Enright side, so now it's about getting together with your brothers and and their families. And as, as Taco alluded to, they both have wives who have very strong, you know, Christmas traditions within their own mm-hmm. respective families. So it's finding a way to get together with them. I really push really hard to try and go for Christmas in July, like give a better reason to like get together and celebrate when it's, you know, nice out. We can go to the beach and mm-hmm. barbecue. You don't seem to be on board with that. It's whoa! you just like, ouch, I just got thrown <laughs> under the bus hard on that one because like, I don't think I'm not the decision maker in this one at all right? I'm on board. Let's do it. I'm not throwing anybody else under the bus the way you did to me. 
I don't think it resonated with the greater group for whatever reason. And maybe it's just because it's like so disconnected and it just feels like, oh, we didn't get together for the holidays. But my mother's birthday was on January 6th. And so what we do, we call it end right Christmas. We get together. Like basically it's that first weekend. It's usually that after, first Saturday after the new year. After the new year, which will be pretty close to January 6th most of the time. So that's when we get together. And it's a good way to kind of like, you know, honor my mom mm-hmm. and bring the boys together and their families and, you know, all the kids now and stuff like that. So yeah. that's a fun tradition and it spaces it all out a little bit so that it's not like three Christmases in the same week. You know, we at least have a little bit of spacing and it gives you an opportunity to play hostess for a holiday meal. Exactly. Which is actually a great transition into one of the next things I want to talk about, which is, you know, who, who how do you figure out the hosting responsibilities mm-hmm. for the holidays? Again, I allude to my Italian family a lot, but it's just how it's I a grew reality. Up. It's how I grew up. It's where I am. And Italian relatives do not relinquish their holiday responsibilities. They just <laughs> Don't. As long as they are still standing, they are still going to make the holiday meals. Seriously, they will do it all. So even though I have tried, we became grown-ups, we bought a grown-up house, we have plenty of space to host a family event. You know, I'm still the baby of my family, even though there are, like, grandchildren, great-grandchildren now. I'm still the baby. And that means I still am not allowed to host a holiday. Yeah, you've got another 10 or 20 years before you can get close to hosting. Yeah. But that means, you know, if you're not hosting, like, who handles the responsibilities or who handles the food preparation? And kind of how are you figuring out, you know, who's going to do what? It gets political. So political. (laughs) So political. I don't care. I mean, as long as somebody's making good food, I'll just show up. Well, that sounds like quite the plan. (laughs) It's very low stress for me. It works out very well, actually. Uh Uh-huh. Well, actually, no, you play a very important role in the holidays. I get to be the sommelier, I guess. I have to bring about... I'm not the only one who does. Your cousin Tina also brings her share of the wine as well. But between the two of us, I think we have the family covered for any of the major meals. Right. So, you know, it's not that you're doing nothing. You know, you bring the wine. Okay, so I have an important role, but for me, it's very low stress. I know. (laughs) For me, it's just, okay, yeah, I know. I know what to do here. Right. Got it. And at least for, like, most of the holiday, I mean, we're pretty standard, so, like, you know what you're going to bring for turkey, and you know what you're going to bring for Feast of Seven Fishes. Right. Yeah, and I know that can be stressful for a lot of people. That happens to be my wheelhouse, so, like, Mm -hmm. it works out pretty well. We can cover off on, like, that pairing with uh, turkey and fishes uh, on another day. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a whole episode dedicated to wine because that is totally Taco's wheelhouse. (laughs) And then you play a second role by setting up the football game and everyone gets to watch football. Yes, I think your mother plays an important role in that too. She'll even ask like, hey, Joe, are there any football games on right now? And like, you know, she knows I'm on it, but that's kind of her. I see that as her way of saying it's acceptable to go turn the TV on now and watch football if you'd like. <laughs> and you even get to do it upstairs. She doesn't even send you down to the basement. Yeah, right, right. See, you are so welcome to the family. From the very beginning. Yes. All right. So to go along with the wine, we have our, our food. And, you know, as a host, sometimes it can be a little stressful to figure out, you know, the type of food you're bringing, the amount to have. You know, sometimes we never get straight answers like who's coming. So then, like, you're like, are you, you getting ready for 10 or 20 people? Right. Like, are you coming alone? Are you bringing somebody? Are your kids coming? Are you know, are you going elsewhere? And like, usually it's like the day of when someone finally gives you like the answer where you're kind of like, okay, this doesn't help me now. Mm-hmm. I want to know a week ago when I asked who's coming. 
Poor planners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and also to, you know, how does the food that you're serving fit into your own family? And then also like your culture as a couple. So, and I try to tell my mom this all the time because like we just eat grossly. We're, it's an insane amount of food. We eat a lot of food. And I, I try to tell them, I'm like, we don't eat like this. Nobody does. I know, but... You know, it's like, you know, we're used to eating one way and then it's like exposed like this like massive meal. Well, your plight, your biggest plight isn't necessarily it is the quantity, but I think it's more like where are the veggies. Yeah. Three potatoes, corn and like, I don't know, stuffing, stu- stuffing, yeah, whatever, which is dressing, my, which is stuffing is my favorite side dish. But, you know, it's like eight million starches. My mom's like, well, I have corn. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, in my world, that's a starch. How about the vegetable? Yeah, so that basically has become your responsibility now. You can bring a vegetable and everybody can try it. (laughs) And that's where, like, the hard part comes in because it's like you don't want to be offensive and, like, you know, overtake it and, like, hi, can you, like, shoehorn my vegetable into your meal that you have, like, carefully Mm -hmm. crafted and planned? But at the same time, too, it's like I want a vegetable. (laughs) This is Mandy's plate. This is Mandy's dish. This This is how I roll. But also, I mean... You know, getting back to knowing who's coming to your dinners and events, it's like, you know, are you being mindful to the people who are coming? You know, do you know if they have dietary preferences? Do you know if they have allergies? Do you know, you know, what they like? Do they not eat beef or pork? Do they not eat beef or pork? And if, you know, you're serving a ham, I'd like to know in advance. So that you can bring your own chicken or something. Yes, I do. And you know, yes, I don't like to necessarily shoehorn in, but like, I also want to eat and not live on side dishes. Right. So I think just, you know, taking a moment to ask the people who are coming, you know, hey, is there anything I need to be aware of? That's the added stress of being the host. So be careful what you wish for. That is. I'm aware. So I'm good with hosting when I know my audience. (laughs) No strangers. And then, you know, We'd love to hear from you guys. What are some of the ways that you handle the holidays or how do you, you know, split up your time around the holidays? So if you actually head over to the Nutrition Nuptials VIP After Party Facebook group, there will be a question posted in there for today's episode just all about how do you split your time up around the holidays as a couple or what has been your solution or agreement or over the years. Can I interject one of my favorite versions of Always. like what people do? Always. I think one of my favorites is what a couple that's been together even longer than you and I have. The tradition that they started was on Thanksgiving, because I think they had, you know, struggling with the whose family do we go to? Because mm-hmm. it's like one day. And rather than choosing, they basically blew off both families and said, forget it, we're going on a trip. So like every year they go down, their family has a house in like Fort Lauderdale, they go down to Fort Lauderdale, spend the long weekend they're just the two of them. They get a little sunshine, head to the beach, hang out in South Beach and stuff like that. And then they come back and like nobody had to draw the short straw. Yeah. In my family, my mom would be like, that is so selfish of you. How dare you not spend time with your family? Right. Well, then, you know, different strokes. Everybody's got their own thing. Exactly. But then Christmas, then they do the Christmas Eve. And so like the Italian side, they do the Christmas Eve. And then the non-Italian side, they have Christmas Day. Thank right. God for Italians, man. They really helped to settle the Christmas yeah. conundrum. Yeah, they basically said, we own Christmas Eve. I'm sure there's other nationalities that will cl- make their claim for it as well. But of the Italians we know, they own the Christmas Eve. Yeah. And the other thing, too, I was actually thinking about this as well is, again, it's getting back to a generational thing as well. Because, again, 
you know, your parents' generation where it's everyone, you know, met and married their high school sweetheart. And most likely they stayed in the same town that they grew up in and everyone was around their family. Like, so for me, we never had like, we didn't have to travel far for holidays. All of my family was within a couple of towns from each other. So it mm-hmm. wasn't stressful that, you know, we went and picked my grandmother up and mm-hmm. she came over and then the rest of my mom's side of the family, like everybody was in the same town. Yeah. So I never really had that experience. Like the most we had was one of my aunts lived in along the shoreline that was maybe a whole 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing for us where it's like that was like a big deal for like us <laughs> to have to go there. Right. Where it's like, why can't you just come here? Yeah. We're all here. Right. Which um, is why we're not getting any of the holidays. <laughs> I, I'm aware of that because we're 20 minutes away from the rest of my family and we're so far away. Mm-hmm. And our family will come with every possible excuse why they can't come. Right. But then, you know, think about, you know, now our generation where we've gone away to school and we've traveled and we've met other people and whether we've met our significant other in college or when we started working, wherever that might be. Um, now you're meeting people from other towns, other parts of the state, other countries, <laughs> other countries, <laughs> other entire other side of the country, right. whatever it is. And now, you know, that's really where a lot of this, you know, added stress is coming from, where it's just, you know, we're spacing out and diversifying. So you much. might have an hour or two hour drive to grandma's house now. If that or, you know, people have plane rides that they have to take to mm-hmm. go see their families. Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day of the year. It is the worst day to be in an airport. I was just mentally going through my Rolodex and I was like, wait, crap. Am I supposed to be in an airport on Wednesday? No. Last year I was. You were. I felt bad for you. Last year I was. Yeah. Yeah. But I was flying back from Russia. So I also felt bad for you. it, It wasn't Thanksgiving in Russia or in Germany where my connection was. So it was really only when I got back to Newark and I traveled light so that I wouldn't have to worry about bags or anything mm-hmm. like that. And they prioritized long haul flights too for landing. So I had every advantage that day. And I think I don't remember traffic being too bad, although I probably had a car or something like that. But anyway, it worked out well. But you don't want to really be in the airport no. domestically. No, no, no. So, I mean, if you are someone that does have to travel for your holidays, you know, we feel for you and love to hear how you decide how you guys split your time up among your families. The more creative, the better. Absolutely. I love, I want to hear creative stories. I'm actually curious now, like, does anyone ever like FaceTime their family for like holidays now? I mean, I'm sure people do it. I don't think it's like hours long or anything. No, like I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't like Like set up a laptop laptop at the table. Hey, cousin Jimmy's here. Say hi to cousin (laughs) Jimmy. Look, he's got a beard now. Right. He's a hipster. Right. It's like, okay, we set this place at the table. It's a laptop. And right. you know, you're no. going to sit with us That's what for I thought four you hours. I was like, I, that sounds weird. Maybe somebody does that. Hey, if you're doing that, post it to the I, VIP party. Yeah, I want to learn. I want to hear what else is out there, how other people are solving this dilemma of where the heck do you spend the holidays. The separation of time and space. Yes, mm-hmm. with that. All right, so we've talked about family, which, as we said, that's a little bit of a stressful element. But let's talk about the fun part of the holidays. The other F word. The other F word. <laughs> friends. Friends. Yeah, there's nothing like the holidays to get you to want to spend more time with friends. So in addition to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving being like the biggest travel day of the year, it's also like probably the most reunion-centric day of Abs- the year. Yeah, so that is like the biggest like party night yeah. of the like year. Like New Year's Eve, move over. Thanksgiving Eve. Night before Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And, you know, I always remember that even like after, well, even probably when we were in college and coming home because everybody was home and Different you wanted colleges. to see everybody. Yep. And then 
when we all started working, moved away. I mean, inevitably, until my friend's parents started moving away, mm -hmm. that night before Thanksgiving was always like... Reunion. Funny, funny night. <laughs> Some funny nights, man. Yeah. I remember going out one night, and this was definitely... It was probably like maybe a year or two after we all had graduated from college, and we were at one of the bars... And we ran into some guys from high school and my one friend started having this like very like in-depth conversation with this one guy that I don't even know if she ever talked to or anything. But then like it was like, oh, I really want to talk to you. But like I was, you know, intimidated or had a crush and all this stuff. Oh, and you're just like the old I used to have a crush uh, on you yes. in high school. Thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, you had the jean jacket. You were very intimidating. <laughs> nice old school. Reference. Yeah. <laughs> you're way out of my league. Yeah, so that was always interesting. Um, at least one person was always, like, making out hardcore with someone, like, random that, like, they never spoke to in high school, which just <laughs> was hours of hilarity after that. Yeah. I remember one year we went out, and, like, my one friend just got, like, wrecked, and she was so hungover on Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, you got to be aware. Like, if you find this whole situation stressful to begin with, don't overdo it the night before and add a hangover to your uh, event. No. No, no. But yeah, so definitely. And yeah, I think every high school reunion we've ever had has always been around Thanksgiving weekend, whether it's yeah. never really the night before. That's always like the like, unofficial reunion. Like Friday or Saturday. But it's usually, yeah, that Friday or Saturday we do a, a big high school reunion, which I already have been getting emails or I'm sorry, Facebook notifications coming through in our class, for, uh, class of 99 Facebook group uh -huh. for our... Big 2-0 mm -hmm. high school reunion. I didn't go to mine. You didn't go to any. I haven't gone to any of the high school reunions. No. I went to uh, all of them. So we had a 5, we had a 10. We did not have a 15. We did. Someone dropped the ball on that one. And then our 20-year. I've is, gone dark on the uh, high school alums, yeah. with the exception of a few people. I'm like, so my thing, I always joke at Taco. I'm like, you don't want to go to your high school reunion and show me off? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm embarrassed by Why you. would you not want to go... And show me off at your high school reunion. It's because I just don't want to see the other people. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've maintained relationships with the people who are important to maintain relationships with. So I don't think I'm in the minority here. I think high school or college reunions are kind of like dying out because you have things like social media and Facebook and things like that. I mean, like, I remember even, I guess it was probably the Facebook first started becoming a thing. I realized in my own life. I wasn't calling friends anymore. No. I wasn't talking to them on the phone. and it, But I still knew what was going on. But, like, it's kind of unfortunate, right? Because, like, there's probably things, you know, there's a lot of things that don't show up on Facebook that people that are important to talk about. Right. And when you get together with your friends, the close friends, those are the things you talk about when you get together. But then, like, who do you go to reunions to go see? It's all the people like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this person in 20 years. I wonder what happened to them. So, And now you can just stalk them on Facebook. Now, like, yeah, you could. You could just say, hey, what happened to this dude? Right. Did he get bald? I want to yeah. see. Right. And then you see a picture and then you're curiosity satisfied. And it's like, I don't need to go to a reunion for that. So I think a lot of people treat it that way. And I'm certainly not the only one. Facebook killed the reunions. Yeah, I think it did. At least for our generation. Well, I'll let you know. Stay tuned next year for the Class of 99 reunion where, episode. Where Mandy gets to show me off. <laughs> that would actually be the first reunion that would take that you, you to. Yeah, how come you haven't brought me to any of the reunions? Well, we only, the, I didn't know We you. were together during your 10. I didn't know you my five year, my 10 year. I didn't know people were going to like bring dates. I didn't yeah, think that was a thing. That's a convenient excuse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So none of us brought, actually none of my close friends brought dates. Mm-hmm. 
No dates allowed. No boys allowed. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So if you don't want to go to your high school reunion, but you want to you know, stay in touch with actual friends that you do see and maybe don't call, there's a lot of ways that we like to spend time over the holidays with our friends. We haven't done one in a few years, but I know a lot of people get into Friendsgivings. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Like I, the spirit of Friendsgiving, I think, is fine. But like, do we really need another meal like that? No. Like, can't we just have a party? Can't, like, it's, there's nothing wrong with calling it a party and yeah. being like, listen, I'd rather hang out with you guys and my own family. We're going to get together. We're going to have a party. Bring some food. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Plus, you probably know this already. I don't like potluck. <laughs> I think it's a horrible concept. I, mean, I know I'm going to probably offend a lot of people here that think potluck is great and everyone gets variety and everyone gets to bring everything that they like. Yeah, we get two apple pies. I don't and- like incohesive meals. <laughs> I want, I like my meals, like my stories, like my movies. I want like a good, a beginning, middle, start, and end? A beginning, middle, end. Okay. Like I want it all to be together. I don't want like chicken parm and mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Like, no. Okay. And yeah, it's, to your point, then it's like competing apple pies and right. who brought what and, you know, who made the better one. Right. And also you don't want those foods to touch on your plate. So you need that separator plate. That has nothing to do with potluck. That is just <laughs> life. <laughs> I do not like my foods touching. Yeah. I need like the picnic so, plates like, with like the dividers yeah, in them. That's like that's... very clear separation of like, you know, that and like, oh my God, I used to get so mad at my dad because like, you know, you fix your Thanksgiving plate up. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I have some gravy? My dad would just like dump gravy all over everything. I'm like, I just wanted on my mashed potatoes. <laughs> now you've like tainted my entire plate. Got to build a new plate for Mandy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, like a big thing of mashed potatoes, like plop on top of my turkey. I'm like, what is wrong? So you want your Friendsgiving to be more of a party. Yes. Well, you want your Friendsgiving to be more of a party. Well, I think we're both on the same page on that one. Yeah. Less of a potluck. And like, there's no reason to enter, like bring in Thanksgiving and need to have like another meal like that. I agree. Because I think also the year that we did like to do back to back Thanksgivings, I think we may have had a Friendsgiving like four days beforehand. Right. Yeah. So it was... A lot. And, yeah. you know, it was a lot. It was fun. Like at the group that we had, the friends were, yeah. were fun. But like after a while, you're like, I just don't want just to get together with your friends. Anymore. Right. Call it a party. Yeah. You don't have to get cool or crazy with this Friendsgiving nonsense. Yeah. But with that said, you know, we definitely have our share of Christmas parties and holiday parties. Oh, yeah. Too, as well. Parties. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, it's that sense of like, it's kind of sad. Like we need like the holidays as the reason to be together. And get together with people. And it's, you know, it's gotten harder over the years. And, you know, Taco and I don't have kids. A lot of our friends do. And as that element comes into it, it's, you know, we have other other responsibilities. And you have to send out your save the date on January 5th for your Christmas party next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to bring friends together from different walks of life and, and things like that. So, like, whether it's the holidays or... People's mon we almost said monumental or like landmark birthdays, you know, like the mm-hmm. big ones, like 30, 40, whatever. Those end up being the events, I guess, that we gravitate towards. Yeah. I will say this. Your wedding is going to be the only day you are going to get every friend from all walks of life together in one room. Totally. That will be the only day that will ever happen in your whole life. So enjoy it, people. Don't yeah. let the day zoom by without like enjoying for a moment the fact that you've got all your friends in one place. Right. Like, take that moment to be like, wow, like, this is pretty cool. We got all these people together in one room because even for the monumental birthdays and all that, like, people still kind of wimp out for whatever reason on those. But, like, for a wedding, I think people know, like, maybe because they know, like, it's a big deal and you're spending a lot of money on it. 
they're going to make the effort to or be there. Or maybe they just want to see two people in love. Or you just got a big wedding fan. <laughs> they want to see two happy people. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, like we like those friends, and that's why we want them at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So last thing we'll talk about with the holidays is health. And I'm not really going to necessarily talk about like holidays and weight gain and all that because, um, number one, I think it's something that has been beaten over to death a lot. I mean, we we hear about that. But also, too, you know, my big thing is I don't believe that the holidays are necessarily a time where like everything goes to hell and, you know, we're just going to go and eat everything. And then like January 2nd, it all restarts again. Right. You know, I'm a big believer that if you can develop these good habits throughout the year, the holidays are not going to be any different than, you know, March. Yeah, they shouldn't be. Yeah, there's a lot of parties. There's the big meals for Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, all of that stuff. But you can, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of those weeks, Thursday, you don't have to keep that going. Like you can do something different and balance it out a little bit. Right, exactly. So, you know, with the holidays and your health, I mean, it's really looking at, you know, your physical health, nutrition and what you're eating, but also stress management and self-care with that. So, you know, a couple of things I always like to talk about with my folks is first and foremost, you know, don't fall into like that indulge now and lose it later attitude. Because number one, it's very easy to stay in the indulge now. And Mm. the longer you kind of stay in it, the less motivated you might be into like that lose it later. The other thing too, is that you're setting, quite frankly, unrealistic expectations up for yourself that, oh, well, if I just, you know, start doing all this stuff on January 2nd, Mm -hmm. then like, you'll be back to where, you you know, the way will just melt right off or Mm -hmm. whatever. That's not necessarily the case. Taco, do you know what the average weight gain is over the holiday season? I'm going to say it's at least five pounds. So the research has shown that the average weight gain over the holidays is actually only one pound. Mm. Mm -hmm. But what does start to happen is you gain that one pound one year and maybe you don't do anything about it. Holidays come around the following year. You gain that one pound. Don't do anything about it. And then before you know it, you know, it's 10 years later. You've that's 10 pounds more, 10 pounds more. And you wonder what the heck happened. Yeah. Which, again, is, you know, again, falling back into those lifestyle habits Mm -hmm. where it's not just a matter of I'm going to work out really hard the first two weeks of January and then burn out. I tried. Yeah. I didn't lose the weight. Yeah. It didn't melt off. It didn't just fall right off. The magic pills didn't work. The pills didn't work. The shakes didn't work. The cleanses didn't work. So it just didn't work for you. So, you know, if you can, again, Find a way to find a good balance. Like Taco said, you know, there are more days of the week of Thanksgiving week beyond just Thursday. Yeah. Well, even on Thursday. So my gym does a turkey day relay, basically. So like you start the day exercising, right? And a lot of gyms do that. So especially if you're in like a class environment, like when I was doing CrossFit, there was always a special CrossFit Thanksgiving day. The gym's only open for this one hour in the morning. Everybody come. This is the workout. We're doing it. And like that helps offset some of the things you're going to do later. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of turkey trots. There's, you know, like you said, your your special gym classes. You know, for me, I just one of my favorite days of the year at my yoga studio is Thanksgiving morning because they only run the two classes in the Mm -hmm. morning, the first two classes. And it's packed. It's they're the two most packed classes of the year, with probably the exception of maybe Christmas Eve. And it's such great energy. I mean, you are just like mat to mat with people. You're in a big stinky hot yoga studio. 
You're, you're not really selling people. me on this. But it's just great energy. It's a lot okay. of fun. You know, we laugh and like we're sitting there and it's kind of like the joke of like how many mats can we fit into the studio? Mm-hmm. And then with my studio, we have this changing room in the back where there's been years where like people have been in the changing room. Hmm. Um, we've like pulled the curtains up. I think even one year we even had people that were out in like the main waiting room. Like wow. it's just kind of it's fun to just be like, OK, like how many people are going to pack into the studio? Right. So I unfortunately sprained my ankle about two weeks ago and I'm like hoping like hell and high water that I can get to the Thanksgiving day morning class just because it's probably one of my favorite classes of the year. Just don't mess up your ankle even more. I might sit in child's pose for the entire (laughs) hour and a half and I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Again, it's getting that energy in. So that being said, and as, as you know, Taco said, as, as finding Another F word. This is like the F word episode. The F word episode. Are you going to put that in the... No, you're going to probably say holidays. I'll probably say holidays, but maybe I'll put in... AKA the F word episode. The F word episode. Oh, that'll be intriguing. Yeah. All right. Do we need to have some... Is that like... No, that's not really taco terminology. (laughs) No. Were they? No, I don't think so. Don't cue the music on that one. No cueing the music. No taco terminology for you today. But we talked a lot about F word. So fitness is another F word Mm -hmm. um, that we're bringing into this conversation here and you know, finding, and, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago about finding fitness. It's just like finding something that really works for you personally, whether it's together or separately that you can enjoy. And again, not waiting until January 2nd to decide to join a gym, Uh, find an activity to do now and get into that habit. Yeah. Plus you'll be less likely to upset a lot of the people who regularly do go to the (laughs) gym and they get annoyed because it's like this influx of people for about a week and a half. And their yeah. routines are off. I remember when we taught the kickboxing gym. I mean, there were people I don't even think bothered coming for the first two weeks. They're like, yeah. there's no point because you won't be here in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So find what you like and go do it. And keep doing it. And keep up with it. And then finally, the other thing I like to tell people, too, because, yes, the holiday is a season of giving and making everyone else happy and and joyous. Don't feel bad for being a little selfish, if that does mean a little self-care for yourself. A lot of times we can be running around like nutty people all over the place. And, you know, we forget to do things like breathe and eat, look both ways before crossing the street or pulling out of parking lots. That's one that you would violate for sure. I have seen some very, like, I don't like shopping malls. Like, I am an online shopper for multiple reasons, mostly because, like, there's been years where I've gone to some of our many, many New Jersey malls and just people are nuts. And the closer you get to Christmas, the worse it is. Right. And just like pulling out the parking spots and all over. I worked in retail when I was in high school and college. So I got to see it from, like, the employee perspective. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was just too crazy. Yeah. So, you know, you can take some time for yourself. It's okay. You know, we talked a little about parties and getting together, but, you know, maybe you don't have to go to every single party you're invited to. It's, you know, it's okay to take a night off if maybe you're just feeling a little tired and run down. Sorry, Jack from accounting. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, don't worry and stress yourself out about finding the perfect recipe or the perfect gift at this time. You know, I personally think there's something nice about like just randomly getting a gift for someone that in the middle of the year, like you like see something you're like, oh my God, that like so-and-so would totally love this and have that, have that on hand. Okay. There's also people I know that have like the backup gift closet and like they just have like <laughs> gifts that they've bought over the years or like stocked up on when like things have gone on sale and then it's like i have gifts on hand this seems like too much work for me i'll just bring a bottle of wine 
Or most, just, I mean, yeah, okay. You're going to bring your nieces and nephews wine? No, I'm going to get them Christmas presents, like a decent uncle. I'm talking about like when you said the parties and stuff like that. Okay, if you're going to a party, unless, okay, there can be situations where it's, there's no drinking or anything like that, or hosts maybe don't drink, mm-hmm. and then you have to be sensitive to that. But for the most part, bring a bottle of wine. It's like fail safe. So, Taco, what is your number one tip if somebody has a little too much to drink at their holiday party? Call Uber. (laughs) Call Uber. That's my first tip. (laughs) Second tip is don't make it your company holiday party that you're getting too tipsy at. That would be my number two tip. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that either one of us have been angels on that one. No, but I also have not been the talked about one. Right. You don't want to be the talked about one. Yeah. We had some many stories from many advertising agency Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. Many an agency Christmas party. Yeah. Don't be that guy or that girl. No. You'll never live it down. Yeah. If anyone's ever watched Mad Men and like you've seen like what a Christmas or holiday party look like a Mad Men, like that's pretty much what like the yeah, adage even when you were even there. today yeah still like i always remember the bar car would come down the hallway you can hear the little ding mm-hmm. ding bar mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. apparently back in the day that was like a every friday that was a friday thing, thing. yeah then, then it just became christmas party once a year yeah. wah, wah. right all right taco any other words of wisdom that you have to share out there about the holidays and limiting your stress as a couple so, I, you know, just because we were just talking about the wine and giving that as a gift and things like that, I know that can be stressful for people like, oh, my God, well, then what do I pick and which bottle or something? Ask the dude at the liquor store. There's a lot of old men working at the liquor store that I aspire to be someday who are very knowledgeable about what kind of wines you should get. And you give them a budget or a price range. They're very helpful gentlemen and women who help you find out what the right bottle could be. So I will say overall, don't. Be afraid to ask a stranger for help or input on any gift. Yeah, if you see me walking through the store, I'll help you out. I remember I was in the store one day and I was trying to pick something out, I think for your niece. And I went up to this little girl. I'm like, you look about the age of (laughs) Taco's niece. Excuse me, miss. Which of these would you pick? (laughs) And she pointed to one thing and I said, all right, cool. That's the one. That's the winner. That's what I'm going to get. So if you see me in the wine store. Ask me which bottle I would pick. I'll point to one and you just take that one. Yeah. And if you seem to go up to your little girl, I'm not there to be a weirdo. I just want to know what. You're just looking for presents for our niece or nephews. Yes. Um, So thank you in advance for your input and and help on all of that. (laughs) And And by the way, if you do know what is cool for children between the ages of like two and seven. Seven. Please send them our way. Yeah. We need. uh, We need a lot of help in that area. Yeah. We've got a lot of presents to buy. Yeah. Please let us know what your kids are digging. And Hit up so. the VIP after party Facebook yes. group. Yes, please. Because we want to be cool aunt and uncle Taco and Mandy. Yep. Lame. We want to maintain our status. Yeah, we can't give lame presents. Oh, also preferably if they're really loud and obnoxious, that would be great. Lots of bells well. and whistles. Totally. Bells and whistles up the wazoo. Would yeah. Be fantastic. Yep. All right, Taco. So now that we're going to make your brother's lives hell <laughs> for finding obnoxious presents... I think think our job here is done. I think we have done a good job of helping our couples out there figure out some ways to make the holidays a little bit less stressful on themselves. Hopefully. Hopefully, ideally. We did what we could. I think we did the best we could. So hopefully we helped take the edge off. Like that glass of whiskey. With all those F words. 
<laughs> All right. Well, if you are looking for a little bit of assistance with some more holiday tips, whether it be for nutrition or if you're just looking for a good recipe that you might want to make or bring to your next holiday event, you can head on over to my website, nutritionnuptials.com, where you can find recipes, tips, even some fitness that you can throw into your day as well and help uh, keep you on track towards your goals throughout this holiday cray-cray stressful season. Along with that, you can also follow the official hashtag of Taco and Mandy, which is Adventures of Taco and Mandy over on Instagram. And then if you want to find more nutrition advice, you can always find me over in the social realm. And so as we mentioned, we have our Nutrition Nuptials VIP After Party Facebook group that is open to everyone to come on in and join. It's a great little community that we're looking to grow and we really want to learn and, and hear from our folks out there. And if you're just looking to stay in touch on what's going on with nutrition info, as well as what I have going on, both on the national and local level, you can head on over on Facebook. I'm at Mandy Enright RD. Also Mandy Enright RD over on Twitter, Pinterest, and there's a couple other social realms. All your social media. All my social media is with the exception of Instagram. So Instagram is at nutrition underscore nuptials, where we like to share some couple things as well well over on there. And if you are enjoying what you're listening to and want to help support the show, please just take a moment to rate and leave a review of the show. It just helps other people learn about our show and help get our word and our message out to help couples be their best selves that they can. And if you do want to be an extra special, uber, super important Supporter. Supporter of our show. You can head on over to Patreon and become a supporter over on there where you have access to, again, it used to be just a private Facebook group, but as I said, till end of the year, that's open for free. But you also have access to meal plans and discounts. Become a show supporter. And that would be a really great Christmas present to us. Yeah. Merry Christmas to Taco and Mandy, particularly (laughs) Mandy. (laughs) Both of us. All right. Well... Taco, I think we got to get ourselves ready to eat some turkey. I'm down with that. Yeah. And, you know, get our night before Thanksgiving on and eat some turkey the next day. Mm-hmm. And then you should go do some Black Friday shopping the next day and get me some good stuff. <laughs> that was not subtle at all. Uh-uh. Let's go. Uh-uh. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. And thanks for so much for saying I do to your happily, healthfully ever after. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.